Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise Hallelujah. all over this room today. Hallelujah. One of the greatest things that you can do, one of the greatest acts of faith that you can ever do is to just worship God. Sometimes, although we pray, although we seek the face of God, one of the things that, one of the best ways we give God our faith is to simply wave our hands and worship him and acknowledge that, God, we know that is who you are. So I'm ready and excited to get in the word of God today. Before we do that, um, we're going to prepare to give, so get your... Um, your giving device or your envelope or whatever in your hand, and we're going to speak over our offerings at this time. Um, I do want to encourage you, um, which I do rarely. Um, as you know, um, Duval County Schools are out for a couple of weeks, um, and I just feel so uh, stirred in my heart about this. Um, there are kids who, because of this extended spring break, um, they depend on school lunches actually to eat. If they don't eat school lunch that they don't um, then they just don't eat. Um, what I want to do is I feel so impressed that we need to just plant a seed as a church to help them stock this food pantry um, as kids will be coming um, here maybe to get some extra food or some things like that. So if you would, just go a little bit above your tithe and your offering um, this week so we can be a blessing to them and um, a blessing to these kids. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love your kindness. We thank you for the opportunity to obey you in our tithe and our offering, and we trust that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that there won't even be room enough to take it in. Thank you for keeping us in season. Thank you for the promise of your word that when we give, that you'll give back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over so men give to um, into our laps. Lord, we thank you for overflow, increase, favor upon our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, and let everyone that agrees with that shout amen. amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise today. I'm excited to uh, jump into this word. You can sit down. I'm, I'm excited to jump into this word today. I'm actually beginning this series on frequency um, and talking about cutting out the noise. Um, and I don't know if you know, this is a season that there's a lot of noise. Um, there's a lot of noise um, going on in general. And, and it's a season where it's more important than ever uh, for the people of God to hear um, in the midst of all these other voices, to hear the voice of God. Um, it's so important for us to be tuned in, hearing what is God saying in this season. I believe that he is positioning uh, the body of Christ to be a voice of hope, a voice of faith in this time. And no matter what happens in your life, individually, in your family or whatever, God is going to be glorified in your life. How many of you know God always wins? God has never jumped into a battle and lost. He always wins. And let me go further and say that God has never attempted something that he didn't finish. So when God attempts something, he always accomplishes it. This should be encouraging to you, whatever you have on your prayer list, whatever you're believing God for um, and trusting God to do in your life. If he started it, he's going to bring it to completion. God doesn't have things that he accomplishes and can't do. Um, as a matter of fact, um, the angel of the Lord said to Abraham, behold, I am the Lord. God of all flesh, is there anything too hard for me? Um, and then we move to Jeremiah, where Jeremiah, he, he, God comes to Jeremiah, he says the exact same thing, is there anything too hard for God? I don't know what you came in here facing, but I know all of us face something from time to time, and I need you to be encouraged before we get into this, that there is absolutely nothing too hard for God, no problem he can't solve, no, no issue he can't fix. As a matter of fact, before we get to our problem and before I, we get to our issue, God has already solved it. We just need to get in tune and get the revelation that there is nothing that God is sitting there waiting on trying to figure out. Can we say amen in here? We need to, of all things, be encouraged 
in this season. So many times we, we, we miss it because we think that it's a time to criticize people. It's a time to beat people up. People need their faith built. They need their hope built. Something happens when you get stirred up in your faith. You feel like you can face anything and overcome. When you have Christ on the inside of your heart, you are an overcomer. Paul said it like this. He said that we are more than conquerors through him that love him. So we don't just win as believers, but we win big. I need you to catch this. We win big. We don't just sit there, hold down the fort, waiting for something to happen. When we, when we belong to Christ, we are winners. So the question I ask you this morning is, are you tuned in? You've got to be tuned in to the voice of God. There's nothing more important in our life in this season than to hear the voice of God. When we start in um, the book of even in Genesis, when we look at Genesis, God was always speaking to his creation, but it was up to us to obey God and tune into God and follow what God is saying. He talks to Abraham and Eve. He says, I'm giving you all the provision that you need, and all you've got to do is obey me and not touch this. We know how that went. Um, but he goes on and he speaks to Noah, um, and he tells Noah, go build an ark. He speaks to Abraham and says, leave where you are um, and go to the place that I'm going to show you. He speaks to Moses, and he tells Moses, go and set my people free. He speaks to Joshua after Moses dies. Do you understand the theme that happens here? God is always talking to his people, but we must be people that are willing to listen. So let's go um, right into this. Are you tuned in? Here's the, the first principle that I want to give you is that when we listen to many different voices, our lives will go in many different directions. How many of you know um, every voice in your life does not need to be given equal weight? This is so important. And, and if you're not careful, you'll put the same weight on every voice um, that is trying to speak in your life. And have you ever felt like in your life you'd start something and then you go this way and then you didn't finish it, then you go this way and you go this way? Because every time somebody says something to you, um, you know, you move in the direction of what they say. It's so important that you start with what God said. You have to start with what God said. You have to know what he said about your life, and then you filter everything else uh, through that. Um, I've shared this illustration with somebody uh, this week. Um, all of us have seen um, a Skittle and the size of a Skittle. And what the enemy does in our life is he'll take that Skittle um, that represents maybe your problems, maybe your issues, maybe your struggles, that you're going through. And what he'll tell you is that the skittle is a foot long. And so the word of God serves as our ruler. And if we put the ruler against what the enemy says, we find that what the enemy says is not matching up with the ruler. Are you following me? So now you've got to understand when the enemy drops these thoughts in your mind that are not true, you're not going to make it. You're always going to be down and out. You should go this way when God told you to go that way. You've got to go back to your ruler. You've got to go back to what God said about your life, what God wants to do in your life and let that be your measure. Tell somebody, don't give up. No, as a matter of fact, don't tell somebody. Tell yourself, don't give up. You got to learn how to talk to yourself sometimes because sometimes people talking to you don't have the word of God. They don't have the heart of God. They don't have the passion of God. So you have to know what God said for yourself. Here's what the word of God says. Uh, Jesus is talking here. He says, truly I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way He's what? A thief and a robber. So look, watch this. Don't miss this. We read scripture too fast. If you don't go in the right way, um, then there's nothing good coming out of that. You're a thief and a robber. And sometimes people want to come in, but they won't come in the right way. You ever been there in your life? They want to slip in. They want to, they want to go in undetected. But you got, don't, don't give a lot of weight to people who try to come in any other way than the front door. 
Oh, you know, catch it, catch it. But he who enters by the door of the sheep, the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep do what? Hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. A shepherd ought to know his sheep. Don't buy into the culture. The shepherd should know the sheep. How are you going to take care of something you don't know? Different message. And the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he does what? He leads them out when he puts forth all of his own. He goes where? Ahead of them. There's some places, and watch this, when you have a shepherd in your life and God puts a shepherd in your life, there's some places you don't understand why he's going because God calls him to go first. And so sometimes we got to trust the voice of the shepherd even when we feel like we don't know where he's going because God told him to go first. You catching this? Uh, and watch here it is. So he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him. Why do they follow the shepherd? Because they know his voice. They follow because they know his voice. Now this is an interesting illustration. You could have, watch this, two flocks of sheep that are let out to pasture and intermingling together. And you could have two shepherds on the outside. And because each shepherd has a distinct call for their sheep, when they call, only the sheep that belong to that shepherd will go. Why? Because they know his voice. So important. Here's what it says. A stranger, they simply will not follow. But they'll flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Here's the revelation of all this. God never designed us to know every voice. But he designed us to be intimately acquainted with the voice that he put in our lives. And we miss it because we think that uh, we've gotten familiar with the voice. We've gotten familiar with one voice. So when another voice talking, if we are hooked up and we're hooked on what's new and what's novel, we'll be pushed in the wrong direction. Some people get distracted and defeated because they're always waiting to hear something new. And sometimes God says, I love you enough to keep telling you the same thing. You, you ever had a season where God just kept telling you the same thing? You just got frustrated. God, you're praying for this. You're praying for that. God says, trust me. And that's all he says. And then you go back and you, you, you pray a little harder. You squint your eyes a little more. And God says, trust me. And then you beat your chest a little bit while you're praying. And God says, trust me. He won't say anything else. Because we, we, we are just prone, if we're not careful, to always want to hear something new. And God is saying, what you need to get through this season of your life is to listen to what I already told you. We follow the voice that we're familiar with. This is simple truth, but it's deep truth. You follow the voice you're familiar with. If you're used to listening to the lies of the enemy, then you'll follow the lies of the enemy. You ever, you ever notice that when somebody puts out bad news or they put out something that may not be right, people are quicker to believe that than to believe the truth. Just, just human nature. You, somebody drops a little room. Do you know such and such about brother so-and-so? Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he's wrapped up in this and wrapped up. Don't even know it's true. But because it's bad news, some people are prone to it. Somebody, sometimes we need to ask God, tune me only into what you're saying. And we've got to train ourselves to believe only the word of God. Only what God said. You, you, some of us want too much information when we only designed to move by revelation. 
Oh, I missed it. God, God said, no, for your own good, for your own protection, I'm not telling you everything. I'm just telling you what you need to know to obey me. The voice we consistently listen to is always the voice where we really follow. Always. Always. Look at the direction of your own life. Look at the direction of the life of people around you. All you got to do is look at that and you can tell what they're listening to. And now even with um, different mediums of voices coming into our life, uh, radio, internet, social media, news, all of that, if you're not careful, you, somebody can make something sound right that's not right. You ever heard something that sounded good but it wasn't God? I mean, that thing sound really good. Even mixed a little scripture in. But when you really listen to it, when you really pick that thing up, that's not God. That's why you got to have a foundation and, and, and know what God said. Because if you know what he said, then when somebody comes at you with something different, you, you, you know, somebody just brings something to you and it just it rubs you the wrong way. And you're like, well, it's just me. I'm just irritated. No, sometimes that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you saying um, that you don't need to listen. Listen to that. The voice we consistently listen to is always the voice we will really follow. We run from voices that are foreign to us. Now, this is important to understand because some of us are familiar with the wrong voice. And so what happens is when God puts a voice in your life or he, he, he puts a voice in your life to help bring direction to your life, if you'll run from it, if you don't get used to it. And sometimes we, you, you, you ever been like with family or people you know and you have an easier time believing stuff you agree with? It's quiet in here, but that's all right. You, you know, if you agree with it, oh, that must have come from God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's God because I was just wanting to do that and feeling that same thing. And sometimes God will show up and he'll have somebody share something with you that, watch this, this is deep, that you don't like. He'll have a voice show up and say, the direction you're going in your life is wrong. Or sometimes he'll show up in the moments of, of discouragement where you want somebody to sit with you. And instead of sitting with you, they say, you know what? You need to get up and start believing God. And you know what you tell them? You need to be more sensitive to me. <laughs> and sometimes you need that one friend. You need that one brother or sister in Christ who will shake you. And say, no, God is going to do it. He's going to work through this. I know you're going through pain. I know you're struggling right now. I know things are going on in your life. But if you just hold on to God's unchanging hand, you know, you need that kind of friend. Just, just, some, sometimes it's a friend that says, just hold on. They don't have nothing deep for you. They don't have nothing, that, nothing past that. No, this is a season where you literally got to hold the hand of God and just hold on. If you tune into the voice of God in those seasons, you can get excited about God. Sometimes the most exciting parts of the journey of God is when you don't know. You're like, man, God, you're keeping me through all this. You, 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 you know, if people, watch what we say, if people knew the whole story, if they knew my whole story, if they knew my whole testimony, and God is saying to you, some things you got to go through and just go through. It's not for everybody to know. Different message. My sheep, hear whose voice? His voice, my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I don't want to go to church my whole life, and Jesus don't know me. Think about that for a minute. Man, we open churches, and we preach, and we sing, and some people go their whole life going to church every Sunday, and Jesus don't know who they are. 
because they don't have a relationship with him. You know, we, we, what we want to do is we want to have the formula. We want to have the formula right. And God's saying, I want the relationship so that the formula don't matter. Amen. See, we want, what we want to do is we want to take what Jesus does. Do you ever realize if you read the Gospels, he never healed anybody the same way? He'd lay hands on one. He'd spit on somebody else. He'd tell somebody. He'd speak into somebody else. Why? Because he never wanted us to box us in the formula because we keep the formula and, and push him away. But God said, no, I want you to be hooked on me so you don't need a formula. Anytime you need something, just look to me. And I believe the psalmist had revelation of that before Jesus came on. You know, he said, I look to the hills in which comes my help. My help help comes from God. Some of us are disappointed because we look for help in the wrong place. That's not even part of the message, but we look for our help in the wrong place. And when it doesn't come, we get discouraged and mad at God. So stop looking out and start looking up. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish. When you have connected to God, hearing his voice, there is nothing that the enemy can do to you. Let me help you with something. If you're connected to God, you're not going anywhere before it's time. I need to encourage somebody. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going. No, you're not. Not before God is ready. See, we've told this lie. We've told this lie. I need to expose this lie, Brother John. We told this lie for a long time that God is in this war with the enemy and they're going back and forth. Now, he's already defeated. We fight. We're fighting an enemy with no weapons other than his lies, his deception and his accusation. If we don't believe these things, he can't touch us. And if he tries to touch us, he can't have the look at Job. Job, Job, Job. The enemy did all he could to Job and couldn't go past the permission of God. I'm going through a hard time, Pastor. I'm going through a rough time. I I, I can't come out of this. And all of this, God is saying, you know what? You you can do whatever you want, but he's not going anywhere until I say it's time. That will make you walk in some boldness with God. You'll start to do some crazy things by faith when you start to believe like this because you realize the enemy, oh, you're just lying. Okay, you're just going to be quiet. I'm going to just keep going. Got to have it like that. I'm preaching to myself today, man, because uh, we, like, we act like we're immune to this. The reality is the enemy tries to talk to all of us. He tries to whisper to all of us. But when you catch just a glimpse of the truth that he can't do anything to you that God does not allow. We won't preach this because we, it creates problems for us. If, if we serve God and we love God, why do bad things happen to good people? Because we live in a fallen world, in a sinful world. But none of these things that happen can have victory over us because we belong to Jesus Christ. They will never perish. But you, you know what? That would be enough to rejoice. And I run all over this stage about this. But the next part is, is even more exciting. It says, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Say this with me. Say, I am in the hands of God. Oh, you see all these, all these things, and I, I'm not making fun, but there's things that, that if we listen to the wrong voices, if we listen to the lies, we will be scared of everything. Some things are reality. They're real. They're happening. So we don't ignore the truth of things that are happening and the facts of what are happening. But when we see the facts, it's not an excuse for us to not believe the truth. Sometimes the facts go to the war with the truth, and when that happens, we say, okay, these are the facts. This is the problem, but God brings us the truth of the fact that we are overcomers of the problem. 
And so if that is the case and I'm resting in the hands of God, I don't know why I feel this so strong, but if I'm resting in the hands of God, no sickness, no disease, no infirmity can take me out of here unless God says so. Because I'm in his hands. Say it again, I'm in his hands. Some of y'all, that needs to be your confession this week. No matter what you're going through, I'm in his hands. No matter what call you get this week or what they say to you, well, I'm in the hands of almighty God. Life and protection are tied to listening. It's tied to listening. So that whole thing that people say in the world, like it's who you know, there's some truth to it because it is who you know. If you know Jesus and you listen to him, you're going to be all right. That's not deep. That's not deep. It's not deeply theological, but it is. It means that, you know, when something comes at you and the lies come at you, you got to say, hey, you know who I'm linked up with, right? You know, you got to say, devil, you're talking, but you do realize that I'm a child of God, right? You do realize that I belong to Jesus. Because So this lie that you're telling me that I'm not going to make it and I'm always going to lack and I'm always going to this and this is going to take me out. You do remember that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So he didn't have a problem walking through the land. And when people had impossible situations and he showed up, everything changed. And you know how it changed? He spoke a word. That's why we got to be able to listen. He didn't change by having lightning and thunder happen. He spoke and it happened. Say, speak over me, Lord. Some of y'all want to get that till you get home. Because your, your trials and your tests are talking too loud right now. And, you, you, you know, this whole thing that we, the church have lied um, and said that if you belong to God, you'll never go through anything. And, that, that, you know, all of us can raise our hand and say, that's a lie. I, you, you can say, I love God, but I've been through. <laughs> so that just defeats that lie right there. I, lo- I love God, but I've been through. How many of you know if you love God, it doesn't mean your life still goes perfect. It just means that you got to remind yourself that the safest place in the world is in the will of God. There's safety in the will of God. It never says they're not trouble in the will of God, but there's safety. So even if trouble shows up, I'm, as long as I'm in the right place, read your Bible. People got in, they got messed up when they got out of position. So the enemy lies to you and he speaks to you. He brings deceptive voices in your life. Understand why he does that to move you out of position can't be moved by everything that somebody says to you. Say, I'll not be moved by what I see. I'll only be moved by what I believe. The shepherd knows his sheep. This means the shepherd knows, watch this, the shepherd knows how to speak, but the sheep must tune in and learn how to hear. He knows you so intimately, watch this, that he knows that he can't talk to me and you the same way. He used the same word, but for some of us, he'll move through a circumstance and we got it. Somebody else, he'll say, no, just you need to spend some time quiet and I'm going to deal with you. Why? Because he created us. He knows the details of our life. How many of you be honest and say, there are seasons in my life where I've been a little hard-headed? Y'all are obedient all the time. But, But there's some of us that God, we know God told us to do something. Five years ago, we still don't do it. Waiting on some different revelation, brother. Like he's going to say something to me. (laughs) And God said, I love you so much. I just need you to do what I told you to do 25 years ago. (laughs) I I love you. I know you're frustrated. You want me to bring you out? Okay, just do what I told you to do last week. (laughs) 
It's funny, we, we, we don't get it unless our kids are disobedient to us. And the first, thing, the first thing we say, you know what we say? Did you hear what I said? That's our threatening thing, you know, they don't do it. Hey, I, you heard what I said, right? Y'all never had kids test you a little bit? Let me go to your parenting class, man. Because mine, sometimes, Joy, she, she, she was four, she wanted to try me a little bit. I have to look at it, say, Joy, you heard what I said. Okay, daddy. Because <laughs> you're not getting that bar, you're not getting that cookie, you're not playing with that toy until you did, do what I told you to do. And some of us got to say, I promise you something. But remember five years ago when I told you to fix this? And you still, all right, y'all got the point. Let's move on. If we truly, if we are truly a part of the flock, we'll hear the voice of its shepherd. Spiritual, practical. Can I help you? And I mean this in the most non-arrogant way possible. When you decide that you're going to be part of a body, that means that God has assigned that pastor to your life to be a voice for him in your life, to help bring direction in your life. Well, say this with me. Say direction. direction. Inspiration. Inspiration. Say this one real loud. Correction. Sometimes, watch this, God, just like we do with our kids, God will put somebody in your life, and it's not to be rude, but to bring adjustment. And when you sit, watch this, if you can sit in a flock and never listen to its shepherd, that might not be your pastor. The different message. I'm just trying to, I'm just making this real practical. Jesus, if he's our shepherd, who should we be listening to? So we got to ask ourselves, if we got to spend 30 years not listening to Jesus, we need to evaluate our relationship. You know what, even as a preacher, you know what sometimes bothers me is the thought that I'll stand before God, he say, I never knew you. I ain't even, you, you, to spend years preaching and take a microphone and, and serving him and doing all these different things in, in our life. And then we get before him and say, oh, who are you? But if we evaluate and say, no, I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. I've been saved by the cross. I've asked him to be Lord of my life. I've surrendered my life to him. And we make it a point. And I'm not, I'm not preaching a salvation of works, but I'm saying you got to evaluate and look and take inventory of our desire. I mean, you can't be in a relationship with God. You don't even desire to be obedient. I mean, we all, we all struggle. We all going to miss it from time to time. But if our lifestyle is marked by just willful disobedience, not want to hear his voice, we got to ask whether we're really connected to the right shepherd. Because the reality is if, if, you, if you are disobedient with no problem, Satan might be your shepherd. <laughs> mess with you this week. I've been in prayer now. If we are truly part of the flock, we will hear the voice of its shepherd. Luke 8, 18 says this. So take care how you listen. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks that he has shall be taken away. Why is this? That means that if you're deceived, you can think you are right and you're not. He says, we'll always receive from God in proportion to the level of our listening to God. See, God always ties what you receive to your, your willingness to listen. Say, Lord, make me teachable. See, our problem sometimes is that we don't, it's not that we don't love God, it's that we're prideful and we can't be taught. 
And you got to sit there and sometimes say, you know what, I don't, watch this, I don't know everything. So I got to be willing to submit myself to the right voice and the right voices that God puts in my life so that, and make myself teachable and humble so that things in my life that are keeping me from his best can be adjusted. Those on the rocky soil. Now, Jesus tells us, the, he, t- he describes different ways that we listen. And this is what, what I really got excited about in this message. Of, I'm excited about all of it, but... He talks about the way people listen and when the word comes, what happens. And so in verse 13 of Luke 8, he says, those on the rocky soil are those when they hear the word of God, receive it with joy. You ever been there? You heard something and got so excited about it. Woo, that's a word for me. And these, though, have no firm root. So they believe for a while. And in the time of testing or temptation, they do what? So we believe it until there's some fire that comes. Why? Here's the principle. Don't miss this. If you don't catch anything else in this message, get this one. Anything that does not grow or put down roots is temporary. When you see people, ah, this is hard, but when you see people in your life that refuse to put down roots, they are temporary. And the worst thing you can do is try to make somebody temporary, permanent. There's some folk, everybody in your life was not assigned by God. They were an assignment, but the assignment didn't come from God. So they're passing through. And if the enemy sent some people to pass through your life, stop trying to make them permanent. It will save you. (laughs) Then there's another group that he talks about. And this is probably where, if we're honest, all of us many times in our life have found ourselves. Verse 14 of Luke 8 says, the seed which fell on thorns, these are the ones who heard. And as they go on their way, they're choked by the worries and the riches and the pleasures of what life? And they bring no fruit to maturity. Now, why do you say, Pastor, that many people at times fall into this category? Because these are people who stay, but they don't produce anything. Never produce anything. So, watch this. What happens if you're in something that never produces? There's evidence. I'm trying to help you identify the evidence of this. Frustration. So they hear, but because all of these other things they're concerned about in their life, like the worries of this world. How many of you would be honest and say, I had a season in my life, and it didn't have to be right now, but I had a season in my life where I was on fire for God. You ever had those moments, man, I was ablaze for God. I'll do anything for God. I'll clean toilets for Jesus. I'll still do it. Y'all who know me know I don't have a problem. I'll do it. I'll wipe stuff. I don't care. Some of these people, get, they get a position, they get so high-minded, feel like there's stuff they can't do. No, if the toilet paper needs to be changed, then, and I, I'm close enough, I'll change the toilet paper. And y'all know me, who know me, know I'm not just talking. <laughs> but here's my point. 
even in the midst of that, there's some of us, if we're not careful, choked by the worries of this world. Man, somebody else can do that during toilet paper. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. The cares of this world, brother, does. How many of you have some cares in this world? Be honest. You do. There's things that happen in our lives, and we, what we've got to do when we're connected to God is keep them in perspective. It could be that it's big, but it's just not bigger than God. You know what I mean? So, so it's not that. So what we do is we tell somebody, nobody, that's no big deal. The problem is, is it, it might be a big deal. It's just not bigger than God. Deceitfulness of riches. How many of you know money is deceitful if you have it in the wrong place? Because what happens is, I saw you said something. What happens is, is people think that money is favor. So, so what happens is they, money is the answer to their problem. So they get money and they don't get God and then they still have a problem. I'd rather have God any day of the week. Say this to me. Say, love God, use money. See, people have it wrong. They want to use God and love money. You ever realize that the, the very thing that's written on the dollar bill we don't even believe? In God we trust. Well, some of us, we, 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 we say that, but we love George Washington. So tight with it that we squeeze it, then something coming out of George Washington's nose on that bill. We're so tight. <laughs> Different message again. I'm just having fun. Y'all got to laugh sometimes. Bible says laughter is good like medicine. So you got you to be able to laugh about some things, especially in these times. Some people in our lives are present, but they're not planted. They're present. You ever met people? They show up in your life. They're just not planted. Let me show you how they look. When you stop covering the meal, they stop coming out. Then they can't hang with you. These, these are people, <laughs> when people are present in your life but they're not planted, that means that they are there when they need you. But when you need them, I ain't get the text, man. <laughs> it's funny how it's always working when you need me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we thrive when we're properly planted. And here's the, prop, here's, here's the issue with being properly planted and the frustration with trying to be properly planted is that it takes time. Because as I told you a couple weeks ago, roots grow down before plants grow up. So something is happening for a long time. Don't miss this. This is why I love people who stick it out because there's things that are happening under the ground that are building foundation, building roots and nutrients that people don't see. And sometimes people get distracted because they want to leave because they don't like what they see. What if every farmer gave up before they saw something come out of the ground? But see, a farmer, a smart farmer, realized there's something happening underground that's going to affect what happens overground. The psalmist said it like this. He said, planted where? They will flourish in the courts of our God. Sometimes, watch this, we just have to stabilize ourselves and get rooted so that God can do what he wants to do. 
You ever, you know, I liken it to, to someone who has a good therapist because they know how to get to the root of something. And you got to sit there and endure conversation because they're pulling, they're pulling stuff out. How many of you know the Holy Spirit will do that to you in prayer too? He'll sit there and sometimes, see, some people, if, how many would be honest and say, sometimes I don't like to be by myself? Because here's what happens when you're by yourself. Now you can't have all these different voices that distract you. And so what, what, be, what becomes uncomfortable is, man, let me hit YouTube for a little bit. Man, let me, let me hit Hulu, Hulu, Hulu for a little bit. Let me, let me, let me, let me get on this just, just to distract. Watch this, distract my mind. And I understand, you know what we're doing? You know what we're doing? We're medicating. Because, and it's okay. And I'm saying, I'm not entertainment. If you need to do that, I'm not saying. But there are moments where it becomes too much, and God is saying, you need to pull away from that so I can talk to you about something. Because when it gets quiet, that's when you, like, I want to talk to you. He's, you know, uh, Shannon, I want to, that's how you talk to me. Shannon, he don't call me pastor. <laughs> and if I'm, if, if, if he's correcting something, he says, son, I know what that means. I just turn the phone down. And usually what God will do is he'll begin to, not for the purpose of condemnation, but he'll begin to say, hey, look at this. And he'll begin to show you. you God ever dealt with you like that? When you get quiet, he's like, oh, you, maybe you should forgive that person. Maybe you shouldn't have said this like this. You need to call that person. You need, you know, but all of that we can't hear because we, we want to distract ourselves. Because sometimes God will have, watch this, uncomfortable conversations with you. But it's for your growth. And he's saying, this is what happens when you get planted. I'm, put, I'm, I'm putting roots down, putting roots down in your life so that when, not if, when the storm comes. Say, my life won't be storm free. But with God, it can be storm proof. But the seed in good soil, and these are the ones who have heard the word and in an honest heart, honest and good heart, what do they do? Hold it fast. So when you hear it, you got to hold it fast. And with perseverance, bear fruit. See, what we were told is, plant it and God's going, you know, that's what we told them. But what God is really saying, when you hear the word of God, you got to hold on to that thing. You got to protect that thing. And with perseverance, she'll bring forth fruit. Now, the problem is we can't just get discouraged that sometimes my fruit don't look like yours. And sometimes my fruit is not as much as yours. So we got to get out of this competition and get into co cooperation. Because when we take all the collective fruit <laughs> that God does in our life, and we weave those things together. We take the gifts and the talents and the insights of one another together, then we can do mighty things for God. So here it is. The right heart will produce the right fruit. And this is what it takes time to, to impart this particular thing into people and help them understand. So many times, you, you ever heard somebody say, I'm just not getting fed. And the, pro the problem, and I'm not saying that sometimes that may or may not be the case, but sometimes, in all times, God says that the onus and the responsibility um, of producing fruit is dealing with our hearts so that we can receive the word of God the right way. Because some stuff we think is not for us is. 
That was not for me, but it was for somebody. No, it was for you. You know, and so we got to say, how does this apply to me? What nugget do I need to pull from what God is saying that's from my life? Now, the whole thing may not be for you, but there's a seed in there. And if it hits the right thing in the right heart, it'll bring forth fruit. And here's where I started, and this is where we kind of wrap it up. This is what Jesus says. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you don't do what I say. Lordship, that word lordship, it refers to submission. So it's, it's, it's God is saying, like, how are you going to call me Lord and you don't submit to me? Everyone, watch this, who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them. So first thing you got to do is hear. And then you got to act. And he says, I'll show you who he's like. He's like a man building a house. So Watch this, you're a man, woman. Watch this, building a house. When you hear the word of God and act out, you, you are building. You're building something. You, you, you follow me? I'm done. I promise you I'm done after this. But I need you to catch this part. All that God is doing in your life when you come, even now, listening to the word of God and saying, God, how does this apply to me? You're building. You're building. You're building. And God is saying, I'll show you. He's like a man who's building his house. What's the first thing he did? He dug deep. We get so focused on the outside and the appearance of things. This is why people, they're more concerned with appearance than they are with progress. They're not always the same thing. We'd rather appear prosperous than be prosperous. Okay. So I want to present something that I may not possess. Here's what he says. And Axon, I'll show you, he's like a man who dug deep. And then what did he do? He laid the foundation. On the rock. Who's the rock? And when the flood, doesn't say if, right? When the flood occurred. So here's, the, here's what most preachers won't tell you. It's coming. Storms will come. They're, they are coming. And people will leave your church. And when, when you tell them, no, you know, you know, the car may not be coming right now, but the storm is. <laughs> but here's the good news. The torrent burst against the house, but it couldn't shake it. Say, I won't be shaken. And the reason is because it was well built. In other words, it was you, you built a life that was built on hearing and acting on the word of God. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly. Get this picture in your mind as I talk about this. They heard it, but they didn't act accordingly. It's like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent burst against it, and immediately it collapsed. I think about this for a minute. I spend my whole life, that's a good word. That's word, that's word for me. That's a good word. I'm fired up by the word, and never do it. So what happens is, your confession is right, and then the storm comes and proves that what you confessed you didn't possess. And so here's the encouragement as we begin to, to worship God. Today is this. I believe that now in this season more than ever is a season where God is training up people to hear what he says and go do what he says. And when we do this, we are going to see a harvest of souls like never before. Can anybody here believe that? Like, see, I, I, 
I see people see the news and they see different things going on and they, they're kind of going underground and, and, and this and that. My thing is, man, this is a time for the body of Christ to show just how mighty God is. Now, I'm not saying be stupid. Y'all hear me? But I'm saying find out what God says about what people bring to you and say that. Like, don't, just because somebody calls something something doesn't mean that what it is. You understand what I mean? See, see, they want you to name something a certain name, but if God says, just like they say, they say, you're going down for the last time. God said you're overcoming. That's what he called you. No matter how you feel. He, he called you. you. You say, well, I'm, I'm in a dry season. I got all kinds of lack. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So I just got to choose what I'm going to believe. And I got to stand on it, and I've got to hold on it. Like, how many of you would be honest and say, that there are people in my life, there's family in my life, there, there are situations in my life, and they tried to tell me I'm this. I'm nothing, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And by that time, you start believing what they said about you. <laughs> some of y'all are stronger than me because I, I've been through some stuff where people said some things, and it, if you listen to it long enough, you start to believe that that lie is true. But I want you to be encouraged. Go on, we're going to stand and worship. Um, I want you to be encouraged that we are who God says we are. And as you, you worship, I want you to worship with all you have today and trust that God is going to move in your life. I want to just pray a quick prayer and then we're going to worship. Um, if you're here today and you've never been saved, never made that decision to follow Jesus, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to lift your hand as we have every head bowed, every eye closed. Um, and I want to pray for you. And I also want to pray for those who might be Nobody looking around who might be honest and say, you know what, my week has been rocked by everything that's been kind of going on, and I'm struggling to maintain a positive attitude. I'm struggling to even maintain my peace, and I might be a little, you know, unnerved. If that's you, don't be ashamed. Sometimes faith is just waving your hand and saying, that's me. If that's you, you know, lift your hand up. I want to pray. I want to pray for you. Thank you for your honesty. I want to pray. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. We prepare our hearts to worship you. We prepare our hearts to receive what you have for us by faith. I declare that we are not ones who walk by the spirit of fear, but, Lord, you've given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Help us, Lord, during this time to hear your voice above all the other voices. Help us to be a light and salt in this time. Lord, help us to be people of truth, people of integrity, God. Lord, that, that, that walk so close to you that we are only moved by your word. Lord, forgive us for anything in our lives that's kept us from your best. And, Lord, I just, I feel so impressed, Lord. Infuse this body with hope like never before. Some people came in, and they felt like they, they, their, their hope tank was on empty, but they're coming just to, 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 to have a touch from you, a, a, a contact with you, an experience with you. And I ask that you give them hope and let something happen during this worship song that shifts their mind and shifts their heart and reminds them of who you called them to be, in Jesus' name.